The other big story kind of breaking today was the uh, John Gameshi breaking his silence, doing so in the prestigious New York Review. He wrote this piece called Reflections from a Hashtag, and it is the first time he's spoken out since being acquitted of sex assault back in March of 2016. But, you know, his whole reputation, career, fame, gone. And he was the Me Too case before Me Too was even a thing. He talks about that in the article, that he was the uh, pioneer and um, in the essay, which I will admit was, you know, I'm not I'm not one to kind of like flowery, long right, reads, get to the point. Not, not my thing, but it was interesting to, to kind of hear and see his perspective uh, about what it was like to live like or what it's been like living like a, so- a social pariah. You know, what it's like to lose everything, the public shame and the allegations. He does go into the case, but he's very careful about um, you know, admitting anything, doesn't say the word sorry. He does sh- show contrition. But, you know, is that going to be enough for people? I don't think it will be. I don't think he can rebuild his career in Canada, certainly. Does he deserve a second chance? I would have to say, you know, given that the prime minister, Mr. No Tolerance, must always believe her stance. I mean, what what about that? He got a second chance. And... um because the feminist prime minister summed it up that, well, he didn't recall it as a negative experience. Maybe the same rules apply to a guy like Gameshi. I didn't know it was negative for her. I thought she was enjoying it. But nonetheless, he was not convicted. That matters. Let's bring uh, Catherine Marshall into this conversation. She's a lawyer. She's also a women's right activist, act, rights activist. And I thought, or advocate, sorry. I thought you were perfect for this because you come from both backgrounds of the legal side of things, but also the advocacy side of things. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. So when I sent you the read and, and you took a, a look through it, what was your immediate takeaway? Well, he's definitely trying to vindicate himself. Um, and I think he's probably been wanting to write this piece for a long time and you know, feels like now is a good time to do it. It's like he's trying to capitalize on what I've started to call the Me Too backlash, which is there seems to be a, a swing in the pendulum where, you know, at first everybody was really supportive of women and, you know, people went by the mantra, believe women, to now you know, people are saying, hold on, are we too quick to rush to judgment? Um, you know, it's not fair that people get destroyed, um, you know, over allegations that aren't proven. Um, so there has definitely been that shift. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, you know, Louis C.K. is trying to make a comeback. Matt Lauer is trying to make a, a comeback. Just um, from your knowledge as a lawyer, because you've got that kind of trained thinking, was his language, I mean, he did not say sorry. And I thought, okay, well, maybe that's for legal purposes. You don't want to um, say sorry. Maybe there could be issues around civil action. Is, is this a lawyered piece, a carefully piece, so that he doesn't get in trouble, further trouble? I, I would presume from reading it that he, you know, definitely had a lawyer review it. Um, it. It appeared very carefully written in the piece to never actually admit that he did anything wrong. Um, and, you know, that's, that's very deliberate. Now, I mean, he, he seemed to go into a tiny bit of remorse, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it was just very minor. I mean, saying things like he, he was demanding on dates and he thinks he was emotionally thoughtless. Um, I, you know, 
At the end of the day, the criminal standard isn't the only standard that society uses to judge people's behavior. And Gian Gomeshi is very hung up on the fact that, you know, he was not criminally convicted. That's true. He wasn't. Um, and he views that as a license for complete vindication. Right. But the fact of the matter is society still has a right to judge him for the things that people said he did to them. And that will never go away. And I think that's what this is really about. Um, you know, it, it's about the standard that, you know, people hold for members of society, especially ones who have really high public roles like Gian Gomeshi did. Okay, what about the PM? Why does he why does he get to walk away from it so quickly? And he's he's the one that set the bar. I mean, I, I think I still think that's very outrageous. I I don't know why he's gotten a complete free pass. Um, I think it's wrong. I think it's ludicrous. Um, you know, I think you know, again, that the allegations against the prime minister came out in this sort of Me Too backlash era that we're now in, whereas the ones against Django Meshi came out a few years ago when actually the social climate around harassment and sexual assault was actually quite different. So, um, you know, as a lawyer, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I represent women who've been harassed, who've been assaulted, um, but I also see the other side of things. I do see that there are people out there who get false allegations made against them. Yeah. And everybody, everyone is entitled to fairness and due process and, you know, procedural fairness. And it's critically, critically important that we don't do, you know, rushes to judgment. Um, but that being said, you know, Gian Gomeshi is in a bit of a different category. Why? Um, he had multiple women making um, very serious allegations against him. He, Albeit, uh, albeit let me stop you there because I, I think yeah. it's important. They were found to be discreditable. I mean, the, they lied on the stand. And you can argue, or people will argue, well, they weren't uh, well rehearsed. That was the Crown's fault. But the bottom line is they were completely discredited. So, you know, if he was not convicted and they were lying, is he not to be you know, at least cut some slack. I'm not suggesting that I would ever hire Jung Gomeshi. I'm just, I'm just wondering if the if the people that put those allegations forward were found to be lying, then well, it's important. Yeah, it's a good, really good point. Um, it is important to to note though that the judge didn't actually um, come to the conclusion that those women were lying about everything. Um, the criminal test is a very high bar, right, obviously. Right. Um, there's, that's a very high onus, you know, burden of proof that the crown needs to prove when they're trying to convict somebody of a, a serious crime. And what the judge found was that ultimately, because of inconsistencies in the, the testimony that had been given by these women and the fact that it conflicted with things they had told police, that on a whole, you know, he couldn't find them to be credible witnesses. But that doesn't mean that but the, everything they're saying wasn't true. And in fact, you know, Gian Gomeshi did in that Facebook post, he yeah. at the very beginning of all this, he actually, you know, he did say, you know, I engage in rough yes. sex. 
But he also talked about that in that essay because I think he felt, or the way I read it, was that he felt he got bad advice of putting that out there, that he was kind of cheerleaded to do that. But again, we are in a society where if you read the original Facebook posting, which shocked everybody, Catherine, I mean, people Mm -hmm. go to the movie Fifty Shades of Black or Grey or whatever that movie is. I don't even know what it's called. But they love that book. It sold millions and millions. They've made three movies out of it. And he's basically saying, well, that's what I'm into. So it's I just find it weird how we have... A society that just lives for this stuff until it becomes true. Or, well, well it is true. The, I mean, a lot of people do do that. I mean, the, the, the key component to, to all of that, of course, is consent. I mean, yeah. you know, consenting adults can engage in, you know, sexual activity. But, it, you know, consent is a mutual thing. And just because one party thinks that they, you know, have consent, they, you know, if it's not being given by the other person, well, it's not there. And it is, it is sexual assault. And I, I mean, I don't know what advice he was getting when Jan Gomeshi posted that Facebook essay. It, from a legal standpoint, was a very um, unwise thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, I think, part of it is, you know, he probably thought that people would be very forgiving to him mm-hmm. because he was a celebrity, you know, a very sympathetic figure, especially in the progressive world. And every, he was used to people always loving him, and he just thought including he himself yeah. his way out of it, right? Yeah. So, is he employable? I mean, it, it, could he be employable? I mean, you're you're a, an employment lawyer. You know, you know these things. Could he ever get brought into a company, or would he just be considered a risk all the way around? Give regardless. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he can definitely always, you know, answer that. You know, on that, you know. So that form you get sometimes when you're applying to a job, you have a criminal record. He can always say, no, I don't. And that's no, I don't. But don't Google me either. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, you know, it's a really good point that you make, um, you know, Internet, the Internet has made reputation management really difficult. And, you know, you know, I've had clients where they're very upset over things that appear on Google. And unfortunately, we just don't live in a day and age where people's past can disappear. Yeah. And is he employable? Um, I mean, he was able to write this essay. Yeah, it's in know. the United States. So, and that, that the other thing, and I've got to get going soon. I don't have a lot of time. But interestingly, why that particular venue? Is it because he's trying to make a, a name for himself in the United States or he wanted to do like a dip your toe in the water and see how it's received back home? I, I don't really know what he was, you know, what his thought process was, but I mean, maybe, you know, obviously I don't think any Canadian media outlet would have published him. Um, and he's probably not that well known in the United States. So maybe they didn't realize like that he's really notorious, but I mean, I think it was obvious is that Jan Gomeshi is not, you know, willing to let go of the fact that he, you know, used to have this public career and he doesn't anymore and he's trying to get back into the spotlight but can that ever happen again? That's not likely. Yeah. Interesting. It was an interesting day. All right, Catherine, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Catherine Marshall. She is an uh, employment lawyer, also a women's advocate. So she sees this from a couple of different angles. This is Global News Radio.